The Pasuk says, was in those days, Vayigdal Moshe, Moshe grows up, Vayetze, he goes out to his brothers, Vayaches HaMitzri, he strikes the Egyptian. Rashi quotes the words, Vayigdal Moshe, the Moshe grows up, and he explains, he asks, but doesn't it say already, this is in the previous Pasuk, Vayigdal Hayela, that the boy grew up. Amr Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Loi, Rabbi Yehuda, the son of Rabbi Loi, explains, Harisha and Lakoima the first time, it's referring to growing up in height, Vahasheni the second time, Lugdula in greatness and rank, Shemino, Pari al that Pari appoints Moshe Rabbeinu over his household. Now when we learn this Rashi simply, it sounds like what difficulty that Rashi had was, similar to what the Medrash asks, that in the previous Pasuk, etc. regarding Moshe, Vayigdalayeled, that the boy grew, grew up, so why does the Pasuk need to say a second time, Vayigdal Moshe, that Moshe grew up? And for this, Rashi is answering in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, that the first time he grows up in height, and the second time in greatness. However, this explanation seemingly is not understood. Because, when the Pasuk says, Vayigdal Hayelet previously, this says right after, Vatikach Isha, that the woman referring to Yechevet, took the baby, took the boy, and she nursed him. So when it says afterwards, Vayigdal, it's clearly speaking in reference to, and in, in the context, relative to Vatinikeyu, that she nursed him. So she nurses him up to approximately 24 months. And then the Pasuk says, Vayigdal Ayelet, so now he grows up, so he no longer needs to be fed, he no longer needs to be nursed. And as the Pasuk goes on, so now Vatinikeyu, Lebas Paroi, so now the mother brings him to the daughter of Paroi. That's the first Vayigdal, seemingly very simple. Then when it says Vayigdal Moshe a second time, in this Pasuk, the Pasuk goes on to speak about how he goes out and he, to his brothers and he strikes the Egyptian. So clearly this is a much, much later time, even m- much later than the time that he was at the daughter of Pari's house. So he's now much older. And therefore, this Vayigdal means something else. Simply it means something else completely. So why is it even difficult that it says Vayigdal again? Now the Rebbe says within Pirush Rashi itself, there's a number of things also that we need to understand. Number one, Rashi usually, as mentioned many times, doesn't explain, doesn't go through what the difficulty in the Pasuk is and then answers it. Usually Rashi just explains the Pasuk in that way, preempting any questions that we may have had in the Pasuk. So why is it over here that Rashi starts over the question, but doesn't it say already, Second question. What's this expression? How does it even make sense to say this, this harisha in the first, the first growing up as lakoima was speaking about in height? We're speaking about a child over here that was just weaned, that was just came off nursing. So you might say what he developed is, he developed, um, more in, 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 he weighs more, his chushadibur, uh, his speech is more developed, his seichel, his cognitive faculties are more developed right now. But what's this idea of emphasizing out of everything else that he grew in height? Number three, says the Rebbe, where do we get from Pshutei Shomikro? Why do we need to say that the greatness that Moshe Rabbeinu is now, by Yigdal Moshe, is specifically this idea that Paroi appointed him over his household? Where is this coming from? Especially that if we look in the continuation of the Pasuk, where the Pasuk says that as a result of Yigdal Moshe, the next thing is, he goes out to his brothers. It sounds like the Vayigdal, the greatness that he had, has, was somehow connected to this idea of going out to his brothers, to the Yidin. And in fact, that's the way the Medrash says, that Vayigdal means now. He's going out to his brothers. 
So why does Rashi have to say Vayigdal means that a paroi appoints him over his household? Another question that Rebbe says is that since Rashi's problem, Rashi's question, seemingly, is on this double Vayigdal, so why does Rashi also have to quote from the Pasuk and his Dibra Maschil the word Moshe? Why does Rashi quote Vayigdal Moshe? And finally, the Rebbe says, we discussed many times, Rashi only brings the name of the one who said something, if in this way he's coming to answer some sort of question, or make it at least a little bit smoother, that which an extra clever Talmud might have difficulty with, and that's what Rashi is coming to add with the name that he's giving, so we need to understand, in our case, what is it helping us know that it was said by Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Loi. So the Rebbe first starts off with the following suggestion. The Rebbe says, seemingly we could say that Rashi is coming to explain to us that Vayigdal in our Pasuk is not the same kind of growing up as in the previous Pasuk. In other words, in the previous Pasuk, Vayigdal simply means in time that Moshe Rabbeinu grew up in years, that he was weaned. So we should realize that this Vayigdal doesn't mean the same thing. In other words, it's not that Vayigdal now also means he grew up some more years. And the reason why we can't say that is because it's difficult to say that the Pasuk will just say Vayigdal, just plain Vayigdal, and without telling us how much time has actually passed. If the Pasuk just says Vayigdal, how are we supposed to know what this means? And therefore Rashi says, no, Vayigdal here has a different meaning that it doesn't mean in age, but rather in greatness and importance, in rank and so on. But the Rebbe says this is not a good enough answer because, number one, why does Rashi say, Again, if all Rashi is trying to tell us is that can't mean in time, because then the Torah should have told us how much he grew up, then why is it relevant to go back to the previous Pasuk and say, but doesn't it say already, if all Rashi is coming to explain to us over here is not the fact that Vayigdal says a second time, but rather Rashi is coming to explain to us what Vayigdal means in our Pasuk that Vayigdal can't mean in years, so Vayigdal must mean something else. But that has nothing to do with the previous Pasuk. Point number two, says the Rebbe, the fact that Rashi goes ahead and explains that the first Vayigdal is referring Lekoima that he grows up in height, is seemingly completely unnecessary. Because all Rashi is trying to explain to us is what Vayigdal in our Pasuk does mean. That it means Ligdula, that Paroi appoints him over his household. Again, the two questions that Rebbe just asked is, the first one is that Rashi needs to explain the second Vayigdal regardless of what the first Vayigdal meant. In other words, Rashi needs, is, is bothered by what Vayigdal means over here if there isn't a certain amount of time that's being given. So Rashi needs to tell us Vayigdal means in Chashivus. That's regardless of the first Vayigdal. The second question that Rebbe was asking, why is it even relevant to explain to us what the first Vayigdal meant, that it means Lekoima? Another thing the Rebbe says, the fact that Vayigdal means chashivus, greatness, importance, rank, etc., we could know this completely, we don't need Rashi for this, we can understand this without Rashi. This is similar to what we have by Yitzchak, it also says twice Vayigdal. There is a Vayigdal, similar to over here, Vayigdal Ayelet Vayigomel, when he grows up, when, he, when he's weaned, not needing to nurse from his mother anymore. And then there's a second Vayigdal, where it says, that he grows, becomes very great and powerful and rich, etc., etc. So over there, clearly, the first time is that he grows up in age. 
until Vayigomel that he's weaned, and the second time Vayigdal means in his possessions, in his wealth, and so on, as the Pasuk over there by Yitzchak goes on to say, Vayihiloi miknei tzoinu, miknei vokar, he has all these sheep and cattle, vavudarabo, and lots of other enterprise. As Rashi explains over there that people would say that zevil per of shal Yitzchak, they would rather have the manure of the mules of Yitzchak rather than the silver and gold of Avimelech. So we have already this concept that Vayigdal means in rank and greatness and so on. So we don't need Rashi to tell us all of this. That we, In other words, we would simply could explain this by Moshe Rabbeinu in a similar way. Says the Rebbe, the explanation of all of this is as follows. The Pasuk that we were quoting the whole time, Starts off with Vayehi Bayomim Ohem. It was in those days Vayigdal Moshe Moshe grows up. Now this pasuk says right after the pasuk that we just had Vayigdal Ayeled that the boy grew up and we understood it as being grown up from being weaned, growing up from nursing from his mother. So now when the pasuk says Vayehi Bayomim Ohem, it sounds like that Vayigdal Moshe when the pasuk says he grew up is in the same time that we were just discussing. It was in those days, close to the time when he grew up, where Yecheved brings him to the daughter of Pari to be as a child, as her son. If that's the case, says the Rebbe, we could no longer translate that Vayigdal Moshe, seemingly we could no longer translate, Vayigdal Moshe means that he grows up in importance and greatness, a minute ago we just said that we would have understood, we would have understood ourselves by Yigdal means in greatness. But if it's coming in continuation to the time he was just weaned, there's no way we could say that in those days by Yigdal Ayelet, right after he's weaned, that he's suddenly growing up in greatness. He's suddenly important in rank. This is what was bothering Rashi. And therefore Rashi goes back to the previous by Yigdal Ayelet, and he tells us that the first Vayigdal Ayelet is not the way we understood until now. That Vayigdal means he was weaned. He grew in age. That he's now two years old. Rashi says, no, the first Vayigdal means Lekoim, or the first one means he grew in height. The second was, is, one is he grew in rank. Meaning the main Chidush is actually what Rashi is coming to explain to us is mainly not the Vayigdal of our Pasuk. To say that Vayigdal, Moshe means he grew up in rank. The main chidush of Rashi over here is actually regarding the previous pasuk. That when it said vayigdal over there, it means lekoima in height. So the vayigdal ayela is no longer the way we understood it, as far as the time of being uh, nursing from his mother, as we would have thought. But rather lekoima, what Rashi is telling us is a chidush. The Rashi is telling us that the first vayigdal means that now he grew up in height. He's tall. He's, he's much higher, he's much bigger right now. Now clearly this is a number of years after the time that he's weaned. Now, the Pasuk said over there, Vayigdal Hayeled. So how could we then be calling him Hayeled if he's already clearly much older than that? So the Rebbe says this is no surprise because we find already earlier in Chumash that Reuven says regarding Yosef, after coming to the pit and he's not there, he says, Hayeled Einenu, the boy is no longer there. Right? Al techtu vayeled. He said about the fact that there's another pasuk where he says that Reuven said to his brothers, "I told you not to sin with the boy." Now, how old is Yosef at the time? Yosef was 17 years old, so it's no problem referring to a much older boy also as yeled. So now, if Moshe Rabbeinu, when it says vayigdal hayeled, 
He's not speaking about being a two-year-old boy. He's clearly much older. At the time when, when, as Rashi explains, Vayigdal means Bakoimo, he's already tall. He grew up in his height. So now we can already more understand it, Vayigdal Moshe. Soon after that, soon after that, he's also growing in rank, in greatness, because he's already not a two-year-old boy, but clearly he's much older. Says the Rebbe, now we can also understand why Rashi introduces it to the question. He says, but doesn't it say already, in other words, what Rashi's main chidush over here in his pirush is that since it says now Vayigdal Moshe, we need to now go and reinterpret the words Vayigdal Hayeled in the previous pasuk. Again, just to clarify, what's Rashi asking when it says Vayigdal Hayeled? Earlier we thought that Rashi is being bothered, it says twice Vayigdal Hayeled. Now we're understanding it very differently. When we see Vayibayomim Ohem, when it says in those days, Vayigdal Moshe, Moshe grows up, so Rashi needs to go back and say, one second. But doesn't it say earlier, Vayigdal Hayeled, which we have, would have th- thought that it means, that he's weaned. So now Rashi needs to go back and tell us, no, that's not Vayigdal, what Vayigdal Hayeled means. Now we need to understand the Vayigdal Hayeled differently, that he actually grew up in height. He's almost as full height or whatever it is. Says the Rebbe, we could, seemingly we could still ask. Since Bas Paroi, had given the child to his mother for the purpose of nursing, how does it now make sense to say that she's going to let him stay with his mother way after the time that he's weaned until he's completely grown up in height? And as we said before, this is going to be a number of years. And the Rebbe says the answer is very simple. Since the mother of had gotten her child, she got Moshe, it's understood, self-understood, that she's not going to be rushing to give her, him back to Basparoi right after he's weaned. Rather, she definitely took all sorts of, made all sorts of efforts to try to keep him as long as possible after the time of weaning him. By giving all sorts of explanations, all sorts of excuses, things that could, that obviously make sense. To try to keep him, saying things such as that since the child is used to her already and can, and really connected, bound her, it's not good to try to, to, to remove him from, from the, from the woman that had nursed him, to take him away and so on and so forth. So therefore she tried as much as possible to keep Moshe with her. But clearly once he's already grown up, he's much taller already, a much bigger boy. So now obviously she has no choice anymore and she needs to give him back to Baspari. The Rebbe continues to ask. The Rebbe says, if Baspari wanted to have Moshe with her, it's understood that Yecheved is able to keep him for a certain amount of time, as long as she could be giving these sorts of excuses that we just said. That it's very important for the child to stay with his nurse because he's so connected to her and so on and so forth. But how long is that going to apply for? Five years old, six years old, maybe at the very, very, you know, with extra, extra effort, maybe 11 years old, 12 years old. But if that's the case, we're, we still have a problem. How is it possible to say that Moshe at that age is having greatness that he's now, by uh, means important in rank and position and so on and so forth. 
This is why Rashi has to tell us what was the gedula we asked before. Why does Rashi have to say that Minoel Pari Albasi that Pari appoints him over his household? So this is what Rashi is telling us. We're not speaking about a general sort of greatness or rank in the general ideas of Paroi. In other words, in running the government or things like that. Rather, it was a specific position that Moshe Rabbeinu got over the personal household matters of Paroi. Now this type of greatness, this type of appointment could even be given to someone that is relatively still quite young if there's a specific good reason for it. And as we find by Yosef as well. Yosef was 17, 18 years old, and he was being appointed over the personal house of Poitifar, as, as we saw earlier in Chumash already as well. Now in our case, what is actually the reason that Moshe Rabbeinu would have been appointed over Pari's house at such a young age? So Rashi is hinting to this by quoting in his Dibra Maschel the word Vayigdal Moshe. We asked before, why is the word Moshe relevant over here? And in fact, with this, Rashi is answering another question regards to this word Moshe. Seemingly, the word Moshe in our Pasuk is completely unnecessary, because if it would have just said Vayigdal, we know from the previous Pasuk that we're speaking about Moshe. So we have to say that the reason why the Pasuk is saying again the word Moshe is because by when we emphasize a name and adding a name that was unnecessary to say, generally shows on a certain level of endearment, importance, Mentioning a name, especially the name Moshe, because when this is always going to be reminding Paroi, Bas Paroi, that Minamayim Mishisiu, she named him that because she drew him out of the water. It was a time when her hand had stretched out for many, many Amois, and so on and so forth. So the name Moshe specifically shows on this idea how she, how beloved Moshe was to Bas Paroi. So this is what Vayigdal Moshe means. In other words, it was because he was so precious by the daughter of Paroi, because he found so much favor in her eyes, to the extent as the Pasuk says, that he was like a son to her. So she obviously was the one that managed to get Paroi to give him this special appointment over his household. And this is similar to what we find by Yosef as well. We mentioned before that Yosef was appointed at a young age over the house of Petifar. This is also because he found favor in the eyes of Petifar, Notwithstanding the fact that he was relatively still young, as the Pasuk describes him, a nar and a nar ivri, and an evid, which seemingly are all reasons why he shouldn't get the appointment, but nevertheless, because he found favor in his eyes, he gets the special appointment. Says the Rebbe, in order that this should sort of sit, sit well, sit even better, making even more sense, that because of finding favor, you're going to give an appointment to someone that seemingly doesn't really fully deserve it, Especially that you could say that the case of Yosef is not exactly similar to our case, because Yosef at least is 17, 18 years old. By Moshe was speaking about someone that, according to the calculation we said, is not going to be more than 11, 12. This is why Rashi quotes the one who said it, Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Loi. What do we know about Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Loi. When it says usually Rabbi Yehuda, as it ever points out, in the footnote over here, that when it says Rabbi Yehuda, it's usually referring to Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Loi. The Gemara tells us that Rabbi Yehuda was so poor to the extent that him and his wife had to shear one cloak. They didn't even have enough for each one to have a separate one. And in fact, there was a time that Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel had decreed that there should be a certain fast, and Rabbi Yehuda wasn't able to join in the public um, gathering and so on, because he didn't have something to put on. That's how poor he was. And nevertheless, we find that the king at the time 
had elevated him to a position which the Gemara discusses that Rabbi Yehuda is going to be the Roisha Medabrim Bechol Mokim. Whenever there's a gathering of people and Chachamim, Rabbi Yehuda always gets to be the one to speak first. Another thing the Gemara says is that he was appointed to be the Poisek, the Rav, in the house of the Nasi, in the house of Rebbe. And this is also an appointment that was made by the king. So what do we see over here? That Rabbi Yehuda, although based on his external situation and conditions of his life, he seemingly was someone that you wouldn't appoint necessarily as the head in the eyes of the government. The government wouldn't consider him so important. As, as described before, he was so poor, even compared to other poor people. And nevertheless, because he found favor in the eyes of the government, and the eyes of the king, the king appointed him to be the head of the speakers, and appointed him to be the one, the head also in the house of the Nasi, in the house of Rebbe. Says the Rebbe, the same thing we can understand over here, that even though it's true, Moshe Rabbeinu was very young, he's still a Nar, but nevertheless, because of his quality, because he's so precious and dear by the daughter of Paroi, she took him out of the water, and she adopted him as a son, so therefore he got this importance also in the house of Paroi, to the extent that Paroi appoints him over his household. The Rebbe now turns to the Yenushal Torah, to the Chassidus, that's hinted in this Rashi. Says the Rebbe, we know that all of the things that we find by Moshe Rabbeinu Begashmius, our Nishtalshal are coming down from the way these things are, Beruchnius, especially by Moshe Rabbeinu, who's down here in this world exactly the way he is up above in the Shamadatzilus. In a similar way, says the Rebbe, in our case, that these two ideas of Vayigdal, these two Levels of Gedula, Harisha and Lokaima, the first one in height, the second one in importance that Paroi appoints him over his household, express two ideas in Moshe Rabbeinu's level Beruchnius. In order to understand this, the Rebbe introduces a Zoyar on the Pasik that's in regards to Moshe Rabbeinu's birth. The Pasik says, Vatarisha, the woman became pregnant, Yechevi became pregnant, Vatayla Benji gives birth to a boy, to a son. Vatera Oise and she sees Kitoivu that he is good. What does this mean, Kitoivu? So the Zoyar brings a machloikas between Rabchia and Rabyoisi. Rabchia says that he was born mold, that he was born born with a, a, already having a bris. Rabyoisi says, Nehiru de Shinta de Noir the Shina, the light of the Shina shining on him. Yechevit saw that when he was born, the house was filled with light. The Zoyar concludes, Valdo, and for this. This is the Pshat Kitoivu. And the Zoya concludes, Vekulahava, that he actually had all of these things. Which as the Oira Chama explains, that the Machloikas of Rabchia and Rabbi Yoisi, they're not arguing, B'Metziyas, they're not arguing which one of these two things happened. Was he born circumcised? Or was the whole house filled with light? Both of them agreed that Moshe Rabbeinu had both of these things. That he was born Mol, and that he had light, the, sh- the light of the Shechina shining on him. The Machloikas is, however, which one Yosef, Yechevet saw when it says Vatera, that she saw something. Which one she saw, which one she emphasized. Why, in fact, is it that Rabchia is the one that's focusing on the fact that he was born Mol, and Rabbi is the one focusing on the fact that she sees the light of the Shechina shining on him? Says the Rebbe, my father, that means Rabbi Levi Yitzchak, explains in his Aoris on Zoyar, that each one of these, Rabbi and Rabbi Yossi, are explaining according to their own level. And Rabbi Levi Yitzchak explains as follows. Rabbi who was on the level of Yisoid, 
So he's the one that says that Moshe Rabbeinu was born already having a bris. Because the level of Yesoid refers to this, to this, uh, to this part of the body, to the, the secret of the bris of Yesoid. Rabbi Yossi, on the other hand, who is Malchus, so he darshans that the light of the Shechina was shining on him because the level of Malchus, that's the level of Shechina. And when the Zoyer concludes, for this he says, that's not the words of Rabbi Yossi. That's already the Zoyer saying that really he had both things, as we'll discuss this more soon. To explain this in simple words, in regards to the qualities and the levels of Moshe Rabbeinu, we find generally two things. On the one hand, we find that he was considered nivchar mikol min adam. He was the greatest human being. Completely higher than the, than, the, than the world. Completely connected, absolutely one with Hashem. On the other hand, there's also the idea of Moshe Rabbeinu being the roya, being the shepherd, the faithful shepherd. His whole idea is to be mamshech, to draw down all of the physical and spiritual things for Yidin, and through them also to the rest of the world. Which generally, this is more connected with an idea of Moshe Rabbeinu descending from his high level, which is higher in the world, and getting involved with the Yidin and with the world. Now both of these ideas were immediately noticeable in a revealed way right when he's born. In fact, the Medrash tells us on the words, that Moshe was a shepherd, that he was already predestined for being a... uh, for being a royal, for being a shepherd. Right when he was born, he already had these things, these qualities. And these are these two ideas that we just spoke about. To be born circumcised is representing his own mila, his own shlemus, his own greatness. That he's completely higher than the world. And that's what the idea of being born circumcised is. This is not the normal order and nature of the world. By him, in a revealed way, his nefesh kiss is shining. We know the Rebbe quotes in the Ha'ar over here, that we know that the Nefesh Olekis, the Neshama usually comes by the bris, but by Moshe Rabbeinu, the moment he's born, his Neshama is shining already. In the way that's with completely not covered by the Arla, which would represent the concealment of the Yetzirah. Again, in the footnote, the Rebbe points out that the Yetzirah is called an Arl. So that's the idea that he's born with a bris, in other words, his own shleim, his own perfection. The fact that the light of the Shekhinah is shining, and the whole house is filled with light, this is already the quality, the shleim, is the perfection of Moshe Rabbeinu's hashpah, Moshe Rabbeinu shining in to the Yidin and to the rest of the world. And therefore connecting this back to the spheroids that we mentioned before, as far as the level of Yisoyed, Rabchiyah, which Yisoyed is mainly in the world of Atzil, is completely higher than Nivroim, higher than the creations. Down here in Avoidus Hashem, this is referring mainly to the Mila and Dveikos of a person's Eskashos, Moshe Rabbeinu's connection to Elikos, his own perfection, the way he's completely removed from the world. And this is why Rabchia on the level of Yesoid speaks about the Mila of Moshe Rabbeinu, that Torah is bringing out is that he's born circumcised, in other words, Moshe Rabbeinu's own perfection and greatness for himself. On the other hand, from the level, the point of view of Malchus, which the whole idea of Malchus is about going down and creating the lower worlds, of Bria Yitzir Asiya, giving life and energy into the lower worlds. So in Avoidus Hashem, this also represents the main, the Maila and Shlemus of Moshe Rabbeinu, of going down and dealing with others outside of himself. And therefore, Rabbi Yossi, the level of Malchus, focuses on the idea, the Maila of Moshe Rabbeinu, that's noticeable because the light of the Shechina is shining and filling the whole house. In fact, says the Rebbe, on the contrary, just like Lemaila, 
the real koyach of Ein Soif, the real infinite power, so to speak, of Hashem, of the essence of Hashem, that Hashem's being is just from Himself, not dependent on anyone else, is specifically expressed through the sphere of Malchus, as Chassidus explains, by creating a world that's seemingly completely outside, and a world of separation, and this is specifically by creating the world of Bria Yitzira Asiya, not in the higher spheroids. So Chassidus explains that it's specifically Malchus by creating these outside worlds that feel themselves as a Metzius. This is the real indication that it's coming from the essence of Hashem. So so too, down Lamata, that the real Maila, the real purity of the Oyer, so to speak, is specifically expressed when you're being Mashpia and influencing and coming down to someone lower than yourself, someone outside, which on the one end is a Yerida, seemingly going out and lowering yourself from your Madrega, but ultimately this brings out the deepest level. Says the Rebbe, this is also hinted when Rashi says, Amar Rabbi Huda Rabbi Loi, that the first Vayigdal is referring Lekoima in height, and the second one Lekdula in greatness that Parai appointed him over his household. That is, from the point of view, from the level of Rabbi Huda Rabbi Loi, both Milois are being felt. Rabbi Huda Rabbi Loi emphasizes both things together. There is the Maila of Moshe Rabbeinu for himself, his own Shleimus, and that's by Rabbi Yudim Rabbi Loi is saying that the first Vayigdal is Lakoima, where he grows up in height. In other words, that's Moshe Rabbeinu's own height and greatness. And then there's the idea of Moshe Rabbeinu being Mashpia on others, because the second Vayigdal, as Rabbi Yudim Rabbi Loi is explaining, is, is the greatness that Moshe, the Paroi appointed Moshe Rabbeinu over his household. In other words, this is Moshe Rabbeinu's already influence on things outside of himself. Says the Rebbe to explain this more, B'pnimi Yisoyen Yonim. The difference between Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Loi, and Rabbi Yossi. So both of them actually are on the level of Malchus. And the Rebbe explains, the word Yossi, so Rabbi Yossi, the word Yossi is Begamatria Eloikim. Now Eloikim refers to the sphere of Malchus. Rabbi Yehuda, the word Yehuda, this explains this in the word of Haida and Bittul, admitting something, submitting yourself, a concept of nullification, which is again associated with the sphere of Malchus. But there is a difference. Rabbi Yossi refers to the sphere of Malchus, the way it's already coming down into the worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. Rabbi Yehuda, on the other hand, is Malchus, the way it's still within the world of Atzilus. And the Rebbe says this can be seen in their names. The word Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, is Begamatri Elikim. But what does that mean? Number one, it's only Shem Elikim, not Shem Havaya. So it's lower ne- level of Elikim. And number two, it's even Elohim is not in a revealed way in the name Yoisi. Rather, it's a gematria, so it's concealed. Whereas the name Yehuda contains all four letters of Yud Kevavke in a revealed way. From this, we have the difference that comes out in our in our context. Rabbi Yoisi, which is Malchus, the way Malchus is already coming down into Biyah, he's the one that mainly is emphasizing and feels the idea of having the Hashpah over the nation, over the people. So he is the one that mainly is focusing on this idea, which we said before, that what did Rabbi Yossi say? Rabbi Yossi is the one that said that the house was filled with light, the light of the Shekhinah. But Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Loi, which we said is more about Shem Havai in a revealed way, which is Malchus, as we said, already still in the world of Atzilus, from this level, what was really felt is both ideas together. That is, on the one hand, that was, we're speaking about Malchus, but the way Malchus is being connected to the spheres that are above it. So that's on the one hand. 
But on the other hand, it's already also the Shoirish Shemakar is the source, it's the root for the Oilamais. In other words, it's coming down into the Nevroim Nefradim, into the separate creations. Or to put it in other words, the Rebbe says, there is the Bitul element of Malchus. And this is also found by a Melech simply down here. We say that a Melech in Shmoina Esrei, different to the way we bow down in Shmoina Esrei and we get up and we bow down and we get up. By the beginning and end of Shmoina Esrei, it says about a Melech has to have the bitul that he, when he bows down, he stays bowed the whole Shmoina Esrei. But on the other hand, there's also the greatness of the Melech, the way he needs to be standing above, it, above the people. And therefore, Rabbi Yehud, going back to Rabbi Yehud, Rabbi Loi, who emphasizes and sees both qualities. On the one hand, there's the idea of what we said, his own shleim was growing in height, which this is more about Moshe Rabbeinu, the, the way he is in his own, his, his own greatness, one with Hashem, completely higher than dealing with people around him and outside of himself. That's Harisha and Lekoimah. But there's also the element of the shleimus of his ashpah to the outside world. His isnas is the way a king is a king over other people. And this is the pshat, the second one. That Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Loi explains that the second Vayigdal is power appointing Moshe Rabbeinu over his household.